In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. Please be seated. Dear Saints, Merry Christmas. Tonight I'd like to consider two of the great words proclaimed by the angels on that very first Christmas, peace and joy. Good news of great joy at the birth of a Savior and glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. Peace and joy. All desire these things and seek them, but not all who seek them find them. And not all who promise them can deliver. And sadly, our Christmases are often the opposite of peace and anticlimactic in joy, with empty seats at the table, broken relationships, and celebrations that rarely meet expectations. Peace and joy. These words have been so overused, so associated with the nostalgic air of Christmas. They've been stripped of their great depth and are now vague cliches, emptied of meaning and redefined to whatever people want them to mean. Plus, if you define them and get too specific, people might be offended. So corporate Christmas thinks it's better to keep it vague. Let people make their own reasons for Christmas peace and joy. In tonight's gospel, the angels declare war on the cliches so that our Christmas celebration would be filled with true meaning. Precise definitions might be offensive, but the angels don't mind offending. Let us consider peace between whom and because of what and joy about what. These questions give meaning to Christmas and remove the vagueness in the cliches. First, peace. Peace on earth, the angels proclaimed, with wars across the world, endless political battles in our own country, and strife in your own families, not to mention the anxiety welling up inside of yourself. It might seem like the angels got it wrong. Where's the peace that they proclaimed? But the peace declared on that first Christmas was not the end of earthly fighting. Worldly peace, the peace of hippies and hate has no home here signs, is not the true peace of sincere love for the neighbor, but rather such worldly peace coerces self-restraint by force. Be at peace. Get along or else be shamed and be canceled. Isn't that how we often think peace is guaranteed? Through force? We have peace only when our power is the greatest, when our nuke 
is the fastest. When we are in control, we can be at peace when others are simply too afraid to attack us. That might lead to a lack of fighting, but that's not peace. That is coercion by fear. If earthly peace among sinners were the peace described by the angels, the newborn king would have been born a military general, establishing peace by force. But that's not the peace of Jesus. His peace is won by dying, not by coercing submission, but by submitting to the weakness of the cross. The unity between God and man was shattered at the fall into sin, but with his cross, Jesus restored peace between you and God. As we sing in Hark the Herald Angels Sing, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Reconciled. Sinners forgiven and peace reestablished with God. God is not mad at you. He loves you and has given his son to die for you. Later tonight in the candlelit silent night, we'll sing sleep in heavenly peace. As we rejoice that the heavenly peace proclaimed by the angels is not empty cotton candy fluff, but peace that was hard won by the cross. God has reconciled you to himself. And today speaks that peace into your ears and delivers that peace to you in his supper. Peace is here, not as the world expects it, because it is an otherworldly kind of peace. It's declared, not forced or coerced, but you are at peace with God. Done deal. And now he sets you at peace with one another, your spouse, your family, and your neighbors. God has forgiven freely and places his peace on your lips to speak toward them. So tonight, when you encounter peace in our hymns or on the radio on the way home, or even printed on your matching Christmas pajamas, recall what such peace means. You have peace with God. Point it out to your brother-in-law while sipping eggnog, because what could matter more? Such peace is comfort and hope in your time of suffering, that no matter the situation you find yourself, a Savior has been born for you and is with you. He has overcome even death itself and will not abandon you. It's that peace that keeps you going each day, giving purpose, a reason for living. In a world of meaninglessness, your life has value and meaning. You belong to him and he belongs to you. So we have peace. The other cliche attacked by the angels, joy. Good news of great Joy, joy to the world, we'll sing. But joy because of what? 
There's no shortage of Christmas cards and yard decor promoting joy. But simply saying joy doesn't create joy, does it? What is the cause of your joy? Our shiny idols and Christmas presents might promise joy, but they can't deliver joy that lasts. You can't eat or drink your way to joy, only regret. Nor can you Netflix binge your way to joy, since distraction is not the same as joy. We sometimes think of joy as the absence of suffering. That is, being happy instead of sad, feeling good instead of bad. But the joy proclaimed by the angels is greater than that. This is a joy held even in the midst of suffering. The joy given by the Savior is not joy because you have no suffering or no trials in your life. For Christian joy is outside of yourself. It's grounded in Him and what he has done for you. It's a joy that allows you to stare sadness and fear and even death itself in the face and boldly say, a savior was born for me. So you can do nothing to me. You cannot rob me of joy. It's his joy that sustains you when the Christmas present adrenaline wears off. The sugar crash sets in and the tree is at the curb. His joy lasts when life itself begins to fail. It's joy for you, especially when life brings you sadness or despair. The angels break in with good news of great joy. A Savior is born for you. Not just born, but born for you. The dark world in your time of sadness is precisely why he died for you. And that dear Christians, is your joy. So when you see the vague joy on the Christmas card from your well-intentioned aunt, ask, joy because of what? And then teach the full meaning of joy to your children and anyone else who will listen to you. Because what matters more? Peace and joy. Into this broken world and your anxious life, the angels proclaim that peace with God has been born to you. They fix your hope on the forgiveness won by the Savior on the cross and the certain hope of the life to come. So that into your gloom, your loneliness, or your brokenness, true joy is given to you this day. Peace with God. Hope for tomorrow that gets you through today. And joy to face whatever this year brings with the joy of eternal life in Him. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. We stand for prayer.